And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Oh, goodness. Uh, yes. Okay, sorry, it's a bit insane. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, your name there. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody is what I, what I try to do, but without Yes. Ready for America's most favorite. Podcast segment, uh, Bunny Versus, starting incomparable, the illustrious, the some third thing, Bunny Williams, are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you primed? Are you psyched? Are you wrapped up? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to do it? Kind of, sort of. Well, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus, and I'm here as your host, Bunny sliding down a hole, so I haven't been pretty good, so I'm just kind of dropping doing everything, and just going to chill yeah. for a little while. Yeah. I know how that is. And see if I could pull myself back up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know how that is. So that's how I've been. I'm still hungover from Friday night. Are you? I'm getting over it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better today. But yeah. Natasha, Natasha and I got crunked. It was crazy. Yeah, we drank wine, and then we finished the wine, and then we were like, let's drink more wine. So then you drank, oh, oh, more wine. Yeah, and then we started drinking more wine, and then you had the idea of, like, let's smoke a pre roll. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, I, I never, never do that. that. I, I have asthma. I don't think I'm going to do that. So, so we should do it. it. <laughs> so we smoked, smoked a pre-roll, and then I switched from wine to sonic ocean water hard seltzer, and that's all I remember. Nice. So we got crunked. Wow, this cat. Wow, this cat. Kids, hey, hold on. This is going to be a remote episode. Uh, let's see. Do you see that, buddy? Yes. It's spider fin. Yes, it is. I've never seen a cat go this far before. I mean, the cats have gone up, but I've never seen it go that up. It's quite impressive. Yeah. And and very and very very impressive, and for that superhero angle, I would like kind of want to encourage that behavior in a cat, except that it is known that all cats become super villains. Cats do not become the heroes. Yeah. Cats can't be selfless. <laughs> it's not that amazing cat, it's that darn cat. Yes. And that says a lot about cats. 
society. society. Yeah. Uh, oh, bunny. Uh, we have a dog now. Really? Kind of. It's, it's a trial run. But it's a trial run. It's a trial run. But we're we're seeing we're seeing how it how it fits. Okay. So Emerald is hardly ever here because she basically lives at Jeremy's now, and, and her entire uh, job is now just taking care of Jeremy, who still has a lot of issues with mobility. Yeah, he is not on the person. Yeah, he's not the person. Yeah, he's not on 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 the person. Yeah, Anyway, we, uh, Auntie and Uncle left on vacation and asked us if we would take care of their two dogs. Well, it was originally supposed to be three, but... The one of them died. Bernard's dad, Stan, died from heartworms. Heartworms. Gross. So, uh, the yappy dog... Does the little yappy dog does not like me? But there was a big dog named Bernard, and it was a little bit brown. It was brown and white, but mostly white than brown, which I instantly relate to. I understand being white and brown, but more white than brown, really. That's my entire life, and it's a bit scared and skittish. Which same? Yeah. So I really liked the dog, and then the, the auntie and uncle got done with vacation, and we brought the dogs back, and it was what Fourth of July? Was it Fourth of July? Yeah. We were at Fourth of July at auntie and uncle's, and I was like, Oh, I love this dog. And hey, they're not around. I'm gonna steal this dog. Bring it home with us. And Natasha said to them, like, hey, Steve's going to steal your dog. And surprisingly, they said, oh, do you want it? Because, you know, he's depressed, he's sad, he lost his dad, he's sad all the time, he's warm all in. Yeah, like, the poor thing is depressed. Yeah, the family's forcing him to be an outside dog, and the dog's sad because his dad just died. Oh, and he watched it. And he watched it happen. Yeah, so it's so the dog's all sad and depressed and it's being treated nicely. And so Auntie and Uncle surprisingly said, if you want to take the dog, you can have him. You can have him. There will always be. And we thought about it. And it's like, if the dog's depressed and wants company and attention and doesn't want to be outside and it's like 99 degrees and humid, then.
foster dog. Yeah, that sounds like Yeah. 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 And, 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 and Natasha, Natasha said that, like, oh, we have a dog now. And what, what I do to make myself feel better is, oh, you, you know what? It's a trial run. Is, is what, what we're doing. doing. We're, we're just bringing the, the, the dog home for a little bit and seeing how it works. Seeing if this works out, hopefully it does, and I'm using that to make myself feel better. So you're kind of in a, a dating phase with the dog. Yes. 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 That is absolutely what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, does the dog understand the importance of extra virgin olive oil? You know? Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you, the dog is super excited to be in, in a household air conditioning. Yeah. I'm just, just upset, upset because the dog's, dog's name is Bernard, which I hate. Uh, we have agreed to start calling Bernie as in Bernie Sanders, but of course I wanted to give it a different name. I wanted to name the dog Darius Emanuel Grouch III, a.k.a. The Rumble. Yes. Because the greatest <laughs> name in the history of names, other than Dan Flashes, which is a... Uh, which, which, is a, which, which is a reference from, from I think you should leave my leaves up. I'm 60% I think you should leave references now. I, okay. It's a show on Netflix and it's great because every episode is like 16 minutes long. So you can watch the entire season one and it will take less than an end game to watch season one. Yes. Even watching season one and season two, I think would be less than an endgame. To watch the first two seasons of this show. It's the Netflix that I will watch now. And I watch it constantly. 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 I'm constantly watching this. Oh, as for sloppy stakes. Yeah. We went to the store and Eleanor wanted to buy some steaks so we could make sloppy steaks at home. Okay. And if, if you, you don't, don't watch it, funny, that's fine. Because um, <laughs> what, what I did to make it easier for myself, um, I edited all of the first season of I Think You Should Leave into one video. So, and, and I, cut out, I cut out all of the credits, and it just gets... The entirety of the first season is an hour and 36 minutes, and then the entirety of season two is like an hour and 35 minutes. So I thought that if one doesn't watch this show, then once we're done with Summer of Autumn, we can do a double feature of the first two seasons of I Think You Should Leave. Okay. <laughs> I am obsessed with this show, and it is amazing. It is fucking hilarious. And it is my entire life right now. It is this show. So, it's, it's okay, okay if you don't watch it, because if you don't, then we're going to do it. Well, like, oh, so. of course. Yeah, of course you I might have asked you before, but I forgot the answer if I did. Have you watched Crimes of the Future yet? No, no but I did download it. It's on my... It's on my um, it's on my media, media server. server. Yeah. What, what is it called? It's on my Plex. Plex. I got a Plex media server oh, cool. now. So, so it, it makes, makes things, things a whole lot easier. easier. 
Crimes uh, of the Future. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going, going to watch it, but then, then I had to watch Boss Baby 2 and Black Widow, and then I had to watch Spice Girls a couple of times. Yeah. It's difficult finding... It's difficult for me to watch movies on my computer that aren't for the podcast right now. Oh, I also watched the Britney Spears movie, too. I'm watching a lot of things right now. Well, you should be able to get your... You should be able to get your Plex on your television. Oh, no, I absolutely do get my Plex on the television. It's just that I'm usually focused on watching shit for this podcast, so I have a hard time watching other things, but I know I will be getting to it. I'll try to watch it this week. I'll put it on my to-do list. No, because I'm just really curious about your opinion. Okay. Because this was this was almost almost going to be the basis of my month coming up in October. I was like, oh, you know, Crimes of the Future is a really fucked up movie. That would be a great movie to do for the month. And I'm sure I can find other directors and their first movie. Because I was always under the assumption that this was Cronenberg's first movie. Yeah. I... Because look at it. If you watch it, it is... It is clearly shot entirely on his college campus. Okay? But guess what? He made another one before this, so there goes my fucking month, bitch. (laughs) That is a good idea. I'm trying to think of when the last time I saw Dementia 13. I hate... Like, I've only seen it the once because I fucking hated it. Yeah, I think I've seen it maybe twice, but, like, I don't know if I've seen it this century. Oh, definitely not this century. Yeah. I don't know. These kids. So that's me. How are you, Blink? Uh, other than that, pretty good, pretty good. I, uh, I've had a pretty good run on weird movies lately. Yeah. And, and I, I also managed to find Batman 66. So I have Batman 66 in my collection. Yeah, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, huh? No, no, no. The series. Oh, the series. Oh, no, I've had that. I've had the movie for a long time. But, uh... I, I found a movie... Have you ever seen the Norlis tapes? I've heard of it, but no. This was a this was a popular one with me when I was a kid, because uh, it like would like I probably saw the original made for TV movie run, and that's what it was. It was a made for TV movie starring Roy Finnis, and basically. This movie is NBC's answer to Kolchak the Night Stalker. Okay, yeah, I'm looking it up right now on White uh, uh, like Diet, and it definitely has that sort of feel. So basically, if you pull out Darren McGavin and you pop in Roy Finnis, 
you basically have this movie, which was a pilot for a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Angie Dennis is in it? Yeah. <coughs> but now, other than that, there are just a couple of other minor changes, and this movie is still basically Kolchak the Night Stalker. Yeah. You know? He's not a reporter, but he is a writer of supernatural books. And he takes his notes into a tape recorder, so you have the exact same tape-recorded narration going through the movie. You know? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's still fun. But what was really interesting is that, because I, I was fascinated and I started reading up on it a bit. So, The Night Stalker came out in 1972. Uh, Night Strangler came out in 1973. The Norlis tapes and the premiere of The Night Stalker TV show both came out in 1974. And all of them were Dan Curtis Productions. Yeah. Uh, it, I gotta watch the Norlis tapes apparently because it says here that so this was typical of the time. Uh, you make a made-for-TV movie and that's the back of a pilot. And if it's a successful made-for-TV movie, then you get a TV show. If it's not, hey, we've got a movie to play on TV. So they did this all the time, and they did this for the Norlis tapes, and it didn't get picked up for a, for a series, but apparently in the 2000s, the film underwent, underwent a brief revival on the cult movie circuit with theatrical screenings in such locations as Toronto, New York, and L.A., and the idea that a made-for-TV movie would be shown in theaters, I can't think of any others that have done that. Yeah. That is impressive. You know? It's fucking... It's... uh, Again, it's the Night Stalker. Yeah. You know? It's the Night Stalker with Roy Finnis. Oh, speaking of Angie Dickinson, you know, I, I, this name popped back up in my head recently. You know who I always had a crush on growing up? What? Angelian. And Jillian wasn't bad. I liked her. <laughs> I felt that, like, face-wise, body-wise, she was basically a blonde Elvira. Yes, she was. She looked like she was tall, she was attractive, she had a body, she had blonde hair. I remember her show for a living, and then she was also in uh, Mr. Mom. And that must be, like, like, like the, the way... And then also, she, she was in all of those uh, reality shows, like Battle of the Network Stars and all of that shit. But, like, oh, I loved Angelian. Huge fan of her. Right. <coughs> yeah. Fantasy Island, the love boat, all of that oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Angelian. Love her. So much. Big fan of her. <laughs> So it was it was it was like another episode or another installment 
like Galaxy Quest to Star Trek, you know? Yeah. It's like another installment of the Night Stalker, but not quite. I see that on TV fairly regularly, because uh, I, I, I have an antenna, an antenna television set up, so I still get regular TV channels, and there's like uh, some channels that just show old shit. Yeah. And you'll see, like, My Three Sons, you'll see uh, the 80s revival of the Twilight Zone, and you'll see uh, old-ass episodes of Roseanne and Gilligan's Island, and every once in a while, the next star will be on. Usually, like, Saturday nights, and like, oh, it's a commercial from SNL, let's change the channel. Oh, shit, the Joe Bishop show, that's weird. Click, yeah, click, click. Yeah, the Night Stalker. Fuck. That's the dad from the Christmas story. We have to watch some of this. Yeah. And like he's trying to get into a hospital to see someone, so he like steals a wheelchair and like, oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, love that. Yeah. 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 I just didn't like the the TV series very much. I absolutely. Love, love the fuck out of the movies. The original movie with the vampire, love that. And then the second one with the strangler. Yeah. Was very yeah. good as well. And I yeah. just didn't think that the 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 TV show format, the hour long format, worked for the show. It made it too compact, which made it really, really sticky. You know? Yeah. Like, there was, you know, Carl Koshak would have to get thrown out of some place. You know? There were certain things that would have to happen in in each episode. And, uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel, it didn't have the same vibe. It felt fake. You know? Yeah. 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 So many TV shows are like, we're going to make a detective show, but also, the character can't be a detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I'm a roving reporter or whatever. I'm working on a show about a bookseller that's all crimes. Yeah. It'll be a huge hit. Yes, you could be, you could be in anything that fights crime. And, and I, I just want to say, say, I just, just want to say, say, I love this movie, I used to be obsessed with this movie, I still am obsessed with this movie, but let's just come out and say it, the worst detective in the history of detective movies is in Knives Out. Yeah. Because he doesn't do shit, he just sits and waits for everything to happen in front of him. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but definitely check it out, eh? Because, because not only is it like another installment of the Night Stalker, but it's a really pretty good one too. You know, you know what to expect for the time period. And again, it's a Dan Curtis production, so you're going to hear the same music and shit. You know? Yeah. 
all of that is going to have the same kind of Dan Curtis vibe to it. But it's fun, so uh, check it out. Cool. I found the crawling. Uh, I found I found the curse of the fly. I haven't seen this since I was a little kid, and I've been searching for this movie all over. And I don't know why I I never thought to really search YouTube very much. You know. Yeah, every once in a while you find something on there. But I found yeah, one that was... seems to post just like a lot of YouTube clips and things like that, and I was like, I should look for that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah like, like I was, I was looking, looking for the film Terror in the Isles recently. Because yeah. uh, I saw that in theaters, and it's like a compilation of different horror movies and stuff like that. And I was looking for it everywhere, and I couldn't find it. I, I looked, I tried downloading it, I looked here, I looked there, I looked on archive.org, and then one day I decided, you know what, let me check on YouTube. There's a shit ton of them. There's a shit ton of copies of this movie, and I don't know how they got away with putting this feature-length movie for free on YouTube, but it's all over YouTube, and with the gore and with the blood and the occasional nudity, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hey, we're in need of sign release, okay? Okay? Don't dig me over on this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. It's okay. It's okay. So that's that's it. That's the Norlis tapes. And a really cool cool story. And it's essentially it's Kolshak. So check it out. And I and I like finding things like that. Just like I liked finding Strange Paradise, which is on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Strange Paradise was a was a Canadian ripoff of Dark Shadows. So it was a daily half hour soap opera with a gothic theme. Yeah. And it was called Strange Paradise, and that's that's fun to check out because it's like finding lost episodes of the other show. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I, I, I just, just want to come out and say, uh, how insane, insane last week Shad was. Oh yeah. my god, you, no, totally hats off. Oh my god, it, like, like it, it, it really hit me when, when you posted it on YouTube and I'm like, shit, over an hour. Like, yeah, I know. Feature like Shad. Like, that was insane. Oh, man. Elmer Curry just took over my life. Yes. Crazy. I did an on-remote. I did a remote shot. I did an on-location for that one. That is... And well deserved. And again, hats but my God, the the, the journey, Elmer's journey. I, I still can't, I can't believe that you can go so far to the point at which people forget you're actually a corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Well, he, well, well I, I think, think a large portion of that has to do with the, the, the bizarre chemical that they pumped into it that they don't do anymore to bodies, number one. And number two, how over the decades he just kept losing parts of himself. Yeah. He made him look less real. And yeah. it's like, oh, he's his arm off, he's, he's missing some fingers, he's missing some ears, most of his hair is all about him. So yeah, like eventually he just looked like a, like a fake-ass dead body. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure the orange spray paint was the tipping point. <laughs> yeah. 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 I-, I can only imagine, you know, Pumpkin and or safety orange. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a neon orange. Like, I would think a neon orange would work better in your dark ride. Yeah. Yeah, they painted it, they painted it before the last of the dark funhouse because they hung him from the ceiling, but you couldn't see him because that part of the ride was so dark. So it's like, well, we need to make this body look better, so they just painted the shit out of it. When an actual human corpse doesn't look scary enough. (laughs) The human corpse just doesn't pop. (laughs) So now I have a basis that all other shafts will have to abide by. Now, like, like, this week is, is a good shaft, it's an alright shaft, it's no Elmer McCurdy, but it's pretty good. I, I, I think you have reached a new benchmark here, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. That was an amazing story. It was the high point of... Uh, and, and, and the crazy thing is there's, there's so, so much that I didn't do. Yeah. There, there are so many other roads that I could have gone. Like the person who did the autopsy of the body in the 70s, they called him the, the coroner to the stars because he would, being in Los Angeles, he handled the dead bodies of every famous person who died in Los Angeles from the 50s to the 80s. That, oh, like, Thomas Noguchi? That, like, yeah. Thomas Noguchi? Yeah. yeah, I read his book, actually, Coroner. Yeah. That, that, like, the, the idea of, of like, you're doing an autopsy on a dead body is one thing. You're, you're doing an autopsy on Marilyn Monroe's dead body. Yes. That's a totally different story. But then his downfall came from the fact that, like, that, like okay, well, uh, this is how Marilyn Monroe died. People are going to want to know this. I, 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 better, I better call the press. I better, I better, I better uh, call, uh, call the press in and make a statement. And he became like a... He would do press conferences after famous people had died, which yeah. no other coroner would ever do. But he would because he felt that like, oh, I'm the coroner to the stars. People are going to want to know the drugs that were in Marilyn Monroe's system. And it's like, okay, well, maybe also you shouldn't do that. And eventually they... So, 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 yeah, I was going to do a whole bit about him, but it's like, oh, no, it's already an hour long. We've got a... We're cutting for time here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I read 
I read his book, Coroner, years ago, like in the fucking 80s somewhere I read that book. Yeah. So I know a lot of the cases that he wrote about, and it was very tabloid-esque, I found. You know, but I, I took him kind of credible. And then Quincy was based on him. Yeah, they, they, they filmed a couple of episodes at his office and with him. Like, he became so big that, like, he was, he was being interviewed for talk shows, he was in some TV shows, a few movies, and, like, he became so popular that it's like, dude, you're supposed to be a coroner, can you not be on The Tonight Show? We got bro. But it almost makes perfect sense that he would get Elmer's case. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely, absolutely the one who got Elmer McCurdy. And, and so, so the, the entire, entire press, press was just centered around the, the, the like this guy trying to figure it out. out. Yeah. That, that was going to be like, like a, that would have been a whole twenty more minutes added to the freaking show. And even though we are talking about Thomas Noguchi, it still lends a bit more credibility to a story that's kind of fucking bordering on myth to begin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it has a very mythic feel. I mean, like, like a fairy tale story almost of, that you would terrify children with. Yeah. Of the of the oh. dead man who became famous, you know. Yeah. And uh, another, another thing, thing that I didn't touch upon on last week's chat was the idea that this started a sort of urban legend. Yeah. Now you, you go, go to some shitty carnival, you're going to a shitty funhouse, and it's a shitty funhouse, but. Oh, is that a real body? You know, I heard a story once. My cousin's friend's brother went to a funhouse, and there was an actual dead body there. And there was an episode of Boston Eagle. There was a whole series of episodes that guest starred Michael J. Fox as a person who has Parkinson's, and then in the next season he dies, and his body goes missing, and eventually they find the head inside of a funhouse. Wow. And it's, it's like, like, oh, that, that whole thing, thing is Elmer McCurdy. Because Elmer McCurdy started that the idea of, oh, oh what if that's real? Yeah, yeah. that was all Elmer McCurdy. It happened for real one time, and now everyone keeps doing it. You got to admit, it doesn't hurt the funhouse industry. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. If, if I, if I, I uh, if, if I, I had a fun house, house, I'd have, like, Elmer McCurdy articles posted up in the front. Just for the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah, just a free Yeah. 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 Oh, it man, is. You're keeping a over here. Dang, we're cool marks. Jeez. Oh, yeah. 
So this is Shaft is pretty good. There's a, I found a way to talk about the Nenna's Mormon case in a way that I have a personal insight into it. So, But see, now, thinking about, thinking about Elmer, though, for some strange reason, my brain wants to connect to Michael Jackson. And I would think, why isn't Michael Jackson's body just floating around? I, I think he kind of would have liked that. Probably, yeah. I think Michael Jackson would have loved the idea that his dead body was in a funhouse. You know, those are the parts of Michael Jackson I liked. Yeah. Also, you know, maybe dangle it from a balcony. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Dangle it from a balcony, yeah. Dangle it from a balcony. Yeah. Honey, what you just did with the trash, that was real big dick energy, Yeah. Yeah. That is that is it. I, I I think I should I should run off mid shaft. Sorry. Um, just real quick. I guess I'll throw break one back on momentarily, but I need to plan for this a little better. But anyway. So until next week. This is Bunny Williams asking. Asking. Or imploring in a very a Dick Hart kind of way, <laughs> self-adhesive tape. Yes, please. And cut on that. Cut into a quick break.